Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Exchange Podcast. We are so pumped that you made your way here, and we pray that these episodes would be practical and inspiring for your walk with Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Um, anywho, so I'm really excited tonight. We're continuing our series um, about last night, but we are having a couple of special people come up with me, and we're going to just talk through um, and do a little bit of a Q&A. And I'm excited to have my wife up here, so she's going to come and be with me, and I'm really excited, but I'm really excited for the other two people that are coming as well. Um, a lot of you guys have known this wonderful couple for many years. They've been a part of the exchange for a long time, and they are pillars in the faith they are spiritual parents to Mallory and I, and uh, we love them so very much, and I know you guys love them as well, but would you help me welcome Billy and Phyllis Robshaw as they come up? Come on, let's, let's just welcome them. Welcome, guys. Hey. Uh, hello. <laughs> ben, thank you so much. You're wonderful. I love you guys. Great work. I was almost tempted to be like, yeah, you can stay up here the whole time. Um, what's that? I know. You can scoot a little bit. I mean, it's all right. We're family. We have hand sanitizer and masks, so we're good. Um, well, hey, I'm really excited to have you guys with us up here. And um, just know that Mallory and I, we love you guys. And I know that our whole crew uh, would say the same thing. We love you. And um, we're thankful that you're in our lives. And um, I'm just really excited to just come around some real conversation about relationships and love. And, and um, I know that you guys have just automatically, you have history with one another and you have some wisdom um, that I think we could all benefit from. And um, we put together a couple questions Wait, and wanted to... What, what anniversary did you just celebrate? What year? 42 <laughs> years, people. Oh my goodness. That is, that is amazing. We're really old. I think we, we could just stop there. 42 years? Cool. All right. Teach us your ways. So good. Was that last week or a couple weeks ago? May 27th. Amazing. That's so cool. I saw that. That was interesting. <laughs> good work, Billy. Um, well, I wanted to start it off with just hearing a little bit. Uh, I think I've heard parts, but I, I haven't really heard the full story um, of just how you guys met, how you got in relationship with one another. What, what did your, your love story look like? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and Phyllis is going to jump on that first of all. But, but just to go back up just a minute, I just want to say, we just want to say um, thank you to Chris and Mal 
for being such amazing young adult pastors and everything you do week in and week out to make this happen. And we are so thankful for you guys and um, thankful that you would allow us the opportunity to come up here and share. So we love you guys and, and thank you so much. And um, the second thing um, before we, we speak tonight or, or share some things with you that just want to make sure that, um, that you hear our hearts and that um, if there's anything good in our lives or anything that's been done good in our lives, it's all, we, we point it to Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, we gave our life to him at a very early age, and so we've been able to walk with him across these years. And so anything, uh, all the blessings that we've had, we just say, thank you, Jesus, yeah. and we owe it all to him. So, love story. <laughs> well, it all started in high school. <laughs> so um, I was standing at my locker, and he came up and he said, hey, do you want to go on a date? And I said, um, I don't know you. <laughs> and so we, we, and we laugh about this now because it went on for a few weeks, and I was like, well, I don't really know you. And finally, he asked me to go on a horseback ride with him, and we went horseback riding, and it worked. <laughs> and we, we ended up... never say no. That's a good move right there. <laughs> and we ended up starting to date, but... Tonight was the first time I, I it, for some reason, it hit me that, oh, my gosh, it, and it, it never hit me like this before. It made me teary-eyed tonight that that day God knew this and all this history, and it makes me cry now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was just, I just remember it was just that day, and all of a sudden, look what God's done in our lives. It's amazing what he's done, so you never know when the um, the the person that God has for you in your life is just going to show up and unexpected at any age and any in any place. You just don't know. God's plans are perfect. And so it really, after all these years, it hit me tonight that, oh my gosh, wait, that day at the locker, that was the beginning of God's perfect plan. And so I love that. <laughs> you can tell more. Tell more? More? I can go into the next question. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. I love that so much. He used to kiss me on the cheek by the lockers in high school. Yeah. He, he related a Bible verse to it. He said, hey, like, you know how in the Bible, he said, hey, Mal, oh, no, I got this. It's okay. in youth group on a stage like this and everyone's sitting out here like hanging out and he goes Mallory and I was like yes he's like you know how in the Bible it says greet one another with a friendly kiss on the cheek a holy kiss excuse me he was like we should do that <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> yeah, anyways that made me think of that um so yeah, the next question is, uh, what would you guys say to someone who desires to be in a relationship but has yet to find their special someone? Um, Billy, could you give some advice for the guys and Phyllis for the ladies? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, obviously it's been a long time um, since I was single. Amen. Thank you. Um <laughs> But, but, but honestly, um, Phyllis and I have had the opportunity to work with young people. That's pretty much been our primary ministry our whole adult life. So um, we work with a lot of young people. And so this is not new advice. Um, it's something that we've said many times. And that's 
to um, fall in love with Jesus first, not try to fall in love with a person. Because when you fall in love with Jesus and pursue him, he will give you, you know, the desires of your heart. Um, Matthew 6.33 says, um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so when you put God at the center of, you know, everything that you do, when you put him first, um, you're never going to go wrong. And so, um, um, and also I wrote down here that you become much more attractive as you genuinely become more like Jesus than when you're living your life without him. So when you allow God to live inside of you, you know, others will see that and they'll be attracted to him slash and you. Yeah, so what would you say to someone who desires to be in a relationship but hasn't found their special someone yet? Um, I think it's really, really important to basically fix your eyes on Jesus, make him your first love, and as you're running after him, as you're serving him, as you're getting to know him, what will happen is if you quit, if we quit looking for what we think we want and we fix our eyes on God, then we will find ourselves running in the same, kind of the same pace with, with other people that are on the same path with us. And um, it's amazing how God will bring people into your life that are like-minded, that love Jesus, that, you know, you could link up with and you're enjoying doing things together. And you don't have to, like, go all kinds of places that the world tells you to find those people. Just, just chase after God. And do what God calls you to do, and and you'll run right smack into that person when it's God's timing. Um, he has plans for you, and He wants to bring them about. And um, He's just waiting on your yes, and He's waiting on your surrender. And so, I love that. Yeah, I I think that if you focus on just running your faith race, eventually you'll see someone running at the same pace, which we kind of talked about last week, but. I think um, there's if you if you're focused on Jesus, I love what you guys were saying. If you focus on Jesus, like that's going to come in time, um, in His timing, not yours. And sometimes, obviously, we can be a little impatient and we want that relationship to form more quickly, or we want to find that special someone more quickly. But um, focusing on Jesus will actually lead you to someone else that's running at the same pace. If that makes sense. So that's. That's beautiful. I love it. And just to add to that, because it, when you said that, Chris, getting impatient, you know, it's been our experience across the years when we've seen um, relationships not go well, um, and maybe even someone to the point of maybe even getting married and not go well. Um, a lot of times it's because people were impatient and maybe stepped into an area that they probably shouldn't have and that God didn't have for them. So a, just a caution, just, just be careful, be patient, wait on God, make sure it's his will, because sometimes um, sometimes when, when God cleans up our mess, it, it can be a, a, a messier job than what, what he wants. <laughs> so yeah, just be cautious. I just want to caution you guys, too. Sometimes um, when you're waiting on God, you're, you may feel like, oh, gosh, I'm, you don't feel like waiting. You're kind of in a hurry, but you're trying to wait. And sometimes you'll meet someone who will tell you everything that you want to hear because they ne- kind of know who who you are, and I would caution you to in, don't ever hurry into a relationship. Wait and see if what the person 
who the person says they are is who they are. Take your time and and just watch their walk. Don't feel like, oh, I have to date. Just just be around them and see if that's who they really are. And I, I just believe that's wisdom from God. Don't kick any doors down. Don't run ahead of him. Just wait on him, and he'll bless that. That's so great. Um, this this next question kind of ties into what you guys were talking about a little bit, but um, I know that I've I've talked to, whether they were friends or people that I was pastoring that were a little younger than me, um, talk about almost as, as if they have a list for their future someone, and if they don't check off everything on the list, they're like, ah, oh, it's a no-go. Like, I'm just going to stay single and, and wait. Or they just sit in their frustration. And um, I have my own t- two cents about that, but I- I'd love to hear what you guys think and what, what you would suggest as someone that, that has a list, that's written out things like, oh, well, that person doesn't check off all the 17 things on my list. Um, so I'm just going to move on. Um, what would you, how would you encourage someone in that? I just, I just laughed today because I told him way back when I was all, before we met, I had my, I didn't have a spiritual list. I had a list because I wasn't a Christian at that point. But I remember thinking, he's going to be blonde-headed and he's going to be a surfer guy. And we're, and we're going to be at the beach all the time. And then I go, oh, he's, he's a thousand times better. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> You're not a surfer, but you're great, Billy. Uh, yeah. At least I think you're great. I, I can't surf, but I can golf. Yeah. Does that, yes, does that you count? Can. <laughs> Speaking of that, we need to go golf. That's another story, though. Um, you know, it's funny you say the list. I think, I think as a parent, I probably had things, more things on my list for my kids than, yeah. than I was worried about them having lists for other people. Um, but in, in all seriousness, um, I think what I wrote down about this was um, just to be careful not to paint pictures of what you think it's going to be like, you know, like the surfer dude. Yeah, don't, don't paint the picture. Um, but um, as you start your faith journey, um, just be open to what God has for you because it may look entirely different than what your picture is. And you may think your picture is great, but think how much greater God's picture is for your life and, and the, uh, the plans that he has, you know, for you. Never limit God by fencing him in with your ideas. Don't put him in a box. Um, be open to all possibilities as we are seeking his will for our lives. So, so it goes back to that relationship with God. Make sure that you're daily seeking his will for your life. And then uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, the list. Um, I do believe that we should have certain standards, especially as believers, that uh, you look for qualities in people um, outside of being a Christian, but just see what kind of character they are. So yeah. there, there should be, you know, some kind of standards you, you should have. It should not just be, wow, she's really hot. It's like, okay, that's my list. That's my standard. That's it. It's good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, um, expand on that a little bit, guys, okay? Um, maybe they should be a Christian. Um, maybe they should be kind. Maybe they should have good manners. Maybe they should be thoughtful. Maybe they should be compassionate. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they should have a servant heart. Maybe they should be generous. You know, maybe they'll be, you know, really should be good. Good, good listeners. So, so think about all those qualities. And, and you don't have to check off every one of those. But, but definitely check the character 
of the person that, that you're willing to spend some time with uh, in dating them. And he is all those things. I'm so lucky. So blessed. I would agree. Um, He's great. <laughs> what was the question? Um, oh, I know. Remember, though, when you make that list, I think the list can be really important, standards that you have for whoever it is. But don't expect perfection because none of us are perfect. We're all growing. As long as we've known each other, we're still growing in all those ways. And we mess up. And we, you know, we have to have grace for people. Jesus has grace for us. And so we don't expect perfection. Yeah, that's amazing. I think when I was younger, I I had some type of a list. And, and then I eventually... I, at some point, I matured. It didn't really become a requirement as much, although the characteristics, like having good character, that, that was huge, making sure that the other person loved Jesus um, and was passionately pursuing Jesus. Those things obviously are on, on the list. But um, I realized what, when Mallory and I were dating, at w- one day I, I was just like, oh, our differences actually complement us they're like one another you know and the ways that she is different actually make me better and vice versa so what started out as a frustration I was like this is actually a win like she makes me better and I need that in my life so I I would just say (laughs) throwing throw away the the unimportant list maybe like the the physical things or the the small nitpicky things that you might be looking for, throw away that list yeah. and just do away with it and, and make sure you have, um, you're looking for someone that has good character, that loves Jesus, that that wants to be, again, like all those things, kind, compassionate. But you want to add anything to that? Well, I was just kind of go off on that with like expectations. I think expectations were something that when we started dating that I struggled with a lot is I think I kind of put Chris on like this pedestal where I expected him to like reach these certain things and it was just not realistic for him and it would turn into us getting in arguments and us not getting along and and it would just kind of just unfold not healthily and then I kind of just had to come to this realization which he just talked about that our differences complement one another and instead of looking at the things that aren't quite right, look at the things that are right and the things that I am grateful for um, because there is so much. And we're still learning. I think there's grace for all of that. I think every day is something new. You guys are still learning something about each other, even in this current season, and so are we. So are Tim and Kins, and they've been married for like a month, and it's like... It's just, I mean, it's amazing because that's that's the expectation we need to have is I expect that I'm going to learn something new about him tomorrow and the next day and the next day, and I'm going to be excited about that thing that I just learned about him or her or whatever. So that's that's really what I wanted to add with the expectations. I think it's a dangerous thing, especially, I don't know if guys struggle with it, but I know know a lot of women that struggle with that um, too. And so I just think break break those chains of expectations. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to hop around here. I didn't know if you had the questions in the list, but I was just going to ask you guys, what is something early on that you struggled with when you were dating before you were married? And how did you overcome it? Um, I would say mine came very quickly to me. It was selfishness. You know, as you're, when you're young, you're, uh, we're kind of all about ourselves. What's the next thing? What am I doing next? What's expected of me? What's my new job? What's my new me, me, me? 
because that's just how it kind of is for most people as you're growing up. And all of a sudden, when you when you get in a serious relationship, um, you realize you, you have to consider the other person. Mm -hmm. And so it, I, it was hard to be like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, what do, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So it was, it was selfishness. It really was. And you learn um, from Jesus how to give your life away. And so um, we, we've, we've practiced that, trying that. Trying, what, do you, what would you like to do? What would you like to do? He's so, he's so kind and so thoughtful and so caring and so attentive. And um, he's been that way the whole time, and I'm so thankful. So um, if someone doesn't treat you kindly like that, don't settle. Don't settle. Yeah, because God has someone that's amazing for you. Yeah. So wait. Um, so I would say um, that I don't really recall a struggle because, and, and I say this in all humility, um, we really haven't had a marriage that we've struggled in. And, and, I, and again, it's by the grace of God, uh, I believe, because we had surrendered our life early in our marriage and we dedicated our, our marriage, we dedicated our kids to serving him and, 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 and being a part of a church. So we've, we've grown up in the church. We've always served at church from our early days, and, and our kids have. So, you know, I, I don't believe there's really been struggles so much, but I do say um, in the early years, um, it would be navigating each other's roles. So when you first maybe get married and, and or even in that dating stage, maybe planning to get married, it's kind of figuring out um, what each of you where your gifting is and what role you're going to play in the marriage. And so um, um, I guess that's what I would say is just, just figuring out um, what God's called you to be and to do in the marriage and then be willing to, to lay that down and give that over to the other person if that's where their gifting is. Very good. Um, next question I, I wanted to just dive into for a little bit, um, which I think, is important to touch on, especially in this series, um, with the fact that, that God actually designed sex, and sex is a good thing in, in the constructs of marriage. Um, but w with you guys dating when you were younger and everything, um, I wanted to see if you guys could just talk about what were some ways that you guys um, remained pure. What, what, what maybe boundaries did you put in place to help with that um, before getting married? Because I think that's that's one thing that, you know, it's important for us to talk about. And I know that Mallory and I, um, we had to, you know, be very uh, attentive in this area and just put our foot down and, and put solid boundary lines in our relationship before we were married. So I was just curious, um, what were some ways that you guys did that? <laughs> This is our first fight we've ever had. Jesus, Lord, I just prayed. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, wait. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, wow. Um, no, I just want, he has some great stuff to say, but I wanted to say this, um, that in the culture that you guys are growing up in, or that you're a young adult in, it's so different than what we grew up the it's still, it was so hard for us back in our day, but I'm telling you, you guys have it coming at you from every angle, and it's like, no big deal, you know, what's wrong with you if you're not, you know, doing all that stuff? What's wrong with you? Well, that's not God's best. 
That's not God's best. And if you've messed up in that area, there's grace always. There's love always. So um, don't feel beat down. Just run to God, and God um, forgives. And there's just a better way. And the better way comes with so much blessing and so much peace and so much um, security. Like, he'll cleanse you. He'll break chains off you when you set those limits. And um, you will find a healthy relationship that's based on him that you that doesn't um make you worry all the time if you're enough do you know and so um anyway I just feel like it's really important that you guys know we get it how hard it is but God's bigger he's bigger than all that it's all about relationship with God and once you have that and once that's what secures you and roots you down then you you can say every day, God, I just want to honor you. I just want to obey you. And this is how I'm going to choose to live because you give me the strength to do this. And then you will not get anything but his best in your, in your relationship and the life has, he has for you. So two things. This is a sure thing. Social distancing and a... <laughs> And a really short engagement. Okay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Seriously. Make a commitment to God and to each other. So literally have that conversation. Not, not just, I'm not just saying that. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're trying to remain pure in that relationship, then sit down and have a conversation. Like seriously, look each other eye to eye and go, hey, I'm committed to this. We're committed to this. And then, you know, rely on God to get you through that commitment. Um, um, Help each other be accountable. You know, sometimes a brother or sister gets weak in an area in their life. And we're we're called to come alongside them in that area of weakness and say, hey, look, I'm right here with you. Let me help you get through this situation. And it's no different in that relationship. One of you in that relationship may be weaker at a time than somebody else is. So you might say, hey, look, we're not doing this. This is not happening, okay? You know, I I know you might be weak but I'm here for you. We're going to stand together in, in this commitment. Um, ask people in your world that you trust to keep you accountable. So have somebody that you can go to that you're allow in their life. You know, you've told them, you've given them permission to say, hey, ask me every Monday morning or ask me every Friday night what I'm doing so that I can be accountable to somebody. Yeah. So these are just practical things. Um, God will honor your commitment. Also, if you have messed up, like Phyllis said, gosh, we, there is no condemnation in this place. Um, God forgives anything and everything as we come before him. He gives you a clean slate. You know, the Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he remembers no more. So don't carry around any guilt or shame that the enemy would want you to carry. It's, it's of the enemy. It's not of God. Um, ask forgiveness and start over. Um, God knows what is best for us, and that is why he wants us to do things his way. He's not a God up there trying to hold us back from having a good time or having fun. He knows the best way to do things, and if we follow his word, that we will live the best life ever. Beautiful. That's so good. And, yeah, I love that there is restoration no matter where you're at in the journey. And maybe if you've made mistakes in the past, um, you can still come before God, and you can move on, and you can actually... Forget the former things and walk forward into all that God has for you. And, and God wants healthy relationship for you. He wants you to have that special someone. Um, and it goes back to 
just the fact of what we were talking about last week is that God is all about relationship because he is relationship. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's three in one. And, and relationship is a God idea. So he, he wants that for your life. He wants a healthy relationship for you um, and doing it his way is the best way. So, yeah, that, I love that. Um, I think we have time for one more um, and would love for both of you guys to share on this too. Um, you were chatting about it a little bit earlier, but um, I think it's it's hard or difficult to not notice um, after getting to know you just for a little bit. If anyone were to just get to know you, they'd realize very quickly that um, the way that you guys cultivate and grow in your marriage is through the lens of two servants in love. And I love that about you guys. And it's inspiring to us as well. And I, I see that both ways, both of you guys serving one another in your marriage. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I'll start with Billy. But um, Billy, what would you encourage the men with when it comes to um, leading in this area, just being a servant, a leading and serving one another um, and serving the one that you love? So for those that are in relationship. What would yeah, um, wow. You know, in Ephesians 5.25 essentially says, and, and I can't, can't quote it exactly, but basically as the uh, leader of our home, the head of the house, um, that we, we literally lay down our lives for our family just like Christ laid down his life for the church. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's great responsibility in that for, for the, the man in the relationship. And so um, don't take it lightly. I believe when, when we get to heaven and we stand before God, he's going to hold us accountable for the things that he put in our hands, that we need to be good stewards of what he's given to us as we, we're called to lead. And so um, I believe that it, we, we are called to be stewards. We're called to serve our family. And, and whatever it takes, um, um, my time now becomes their time. Uh, whatever it takes for my wife to, to help her succeed in life and to be successful and to help her grow in her faith, to walk alongside her, to encourage her. And the same when, when kids come along. You know, it, it's not about um, so much me anymore. There's a season that you sacrifice and you give up for your kids and for your family. And so um, that's just part of serving God. And um, I love, I, I wanted to quote this because I think it's so important and um, feel like that it's a picture kind of what our life has been like because we started going to church when we first got married and, and began serving um, you know, leading in Bible studies, teaching young people. So we've served over 40-some years now. And um, Maddie did a sermon, and it was called, um, the message was, uh, when you build the church, you build your life. And um, if you haven't seen that one, go back and look it up on YouTube. But, um, but it's just so true that when you build God's church, he will build your life. And we have seen that just come to fruition in our lives, and, and we're just so thankful for all he's done, but it's in the giving that you get, and you don't give to get, but you're just blessed by sacrificing and, and giving to God. It's been such an amazing journey to do this together, and so I think what I want to say is, as we've, as we've learned to listen to each other and find out what we both wanted to do, what we enjoyed doing, in, in the church serving together and we've made sure that we try to do a lot of that together that's what's built our relationship and and helped us serve each other because we literally have so much fun 
because we're talking about what God's doing. We're, um, we're just excited every week to see um, together what he's doing. And, and um, I, can, I build him up, and he builds me up, and we encourage each other as we are challenged with new things together within the church, whatever, whatever that is. And um, it's just built our relationship, built our lives, and set a stage for our family, or a road for our family to walk on. Amazing, um, yeah. I I just wanted to end it with if there is anything else. I know we're going overtime, but this is so good. So I, I'm not mad at all. Um, is anyone else enjoying this tonight? It's so good, right? Um, yeah. I just wanted to maybe just open up the floor if there's anything else that maybe you wanted to just encourage um, our crew with. Uh, as we close, if there was like one last thing of encouragement when it comes maybe to relationship, um, marriage, or someone that's longing to be in relationship. Um. Um, I think ours are really similar, but I, I, I just want to tell you that no matter what, it's so important for God to be your first love. There's no other relationship that comes above that, and even with both of us, we both love the Lord with all of our hearts, and then we're together. It's not just we love each other and then we throw God in. It's love the Lord with all your heart and then each other. And I really believe that that is, if you take your stand right there and you pursue him with all your heart, you will lack no good thing. That's what the word says. Amen. <laughs> It's so good. Well, can we, uh, can we just... Well, we hope you enjoyed that message and we pray that it blessed you. Make sure to show us some love and hit that subscribe button. But we also love to connect with you. So email us at podcast at colonialchurch.life or you can hang with us every Tuesday night at 550 State Road 207 in San Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.